I love to know. There we go. Oh, Recording gosh. in progress. We were just talking about this little <laughs> gas station <laughs> that's right by the kids' school that like at eight in the morning, they're frying up anything and everything. Mm. And it's like the, if you work outdoors, blue collar work, there's like yeah. a line almost out the door getting their fried gizzards, wings, Jordan. everything. I'm like, mm, I'm good. Yeah. It smells horrible. <laughs> like you smell it at the pump from inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My very first job was running the drive through at Tim Hortons. And oh, oh really? Yeah, you That's couldn't. Fine. I mean, that smell that you didn't really notice until you worked there or spent a lot of time around there was just like, man, it, it's on everything. It was just the it smell of, your body. of whatever the grease is, they fry the donuts mm-hmm. and everything in. I believe it. Know? When I worked in the sports bar, I would walk home, like I would come home and I was like, I can't get the smell of like steamed seafood off me. Like oh. regardless, I always <laughs> had a shower before I went to bed because it would literally just be in my hair. My, my smelly job was, well, I worked at a diner, but before that I was, uh, I did pizza like three, four nights a week mm-hmm. and we would have like the garlic bucket and people would get like, all right, throw some garlic on there. And we would just use our hands like disgusting. So like your hands the, permanently were just like garlic, garlic and disgustingness and you smelled like a pizza. Clear your sinuses right up. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Well, it's bad. So, sorry, I was late. I was just uh, breaking people's hearts left and right over email as nicely as possible. Oh, no, <laughs> no, like, right before Christmas, or I didn't. I didn't realize the holidays. Yeah, well, it's just so many people saying, "Please, can we get started January one?" And but they've waited to make up their mind until That's, um, <laughs> December. What is the New 27th? Year? Almost New 22nd. Year twentieth. Yeah, they got. So, yeah. Quick math, nine days. Yeah. We'll love in nine days. But that would we'd have yeah logistically. I'm just thinking that's a lot of people on standby to be able to do mm-hmm. to have that like flexibility and schedule mm-hmm. of just like do this massive amount of work right now. Yeah, this is gonna sound really dumb, but yeah. I don't care. I'll. <laughs> I always just say it anyway. I was I stayed up way too late last night. My wife started watching the Harry and Meghan. Oh, uh, I started watching oh, that too. I'm, I've read it's all so the boring. trashy, like news outlets on it. Yeah, there's controversy all over that left and yeah. right. Yep. So she she stayed up too late, which meant I stayed up too late until I finally just put in my AirPods and listened to a podcast and fell asleep. But and before I did, it was like twelve twenty in the morning, and I get an email from someone who's in Mountain Time, and it's okay. in all caps. It's just like request. Would love Sounds to start spamy. working with you. Uh, this is someone who had started a home building company in the last recession. Oh, fine. And we're like, we're getting the gang back together. Let's get started. When can we meet next week? And how do we get going full bear in 2023? And I was just thinking, I love helping people. So at the same, like on one hand, I'm like, this is awesome. And someone mm-hmm. reaching out is great. And then immediately I'm just like, I'm so tired. I don't. I was like, I was physically tired because it was late, but I was also just like, we got to figure out another way to help people help themselves. This is not like a coy, we're about to roll out a new service kind of conversation. It's just, man, there's just going, it keeps hitting me in different waves that there's going to be a lot of people needing a lot of help. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I agree. And that one personally sounds super exciting because it's, it's not the usual. It's like, hey, this is from the ground up, which we've right. we've done a few of those, which are always mm-hmm. like, to me, I've how many companies? I've been at a few companies that were like zero revenue, and it's just a different feeling when you go from nothing 
or not nothing, but you're, you're negative yeah. a lot. Well, and especially and if it, you're doing it with a team of executives who have done it before. So it's, it's not like, yeah. what do we do? How do we, you know, this is all so yeah. un, uncertain and we're not sure where to go. And this was just like, nope. Last time we right, did this, yeah. we started a home building company, grew it to just under a thousand units, sold it to a national Mm-hmm. Went into hibernation. Now we're going to do it again. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! So uh, that's exciting. But yeah, so Joe, you if you're listening, someone? I'm excited to try to figure out how to help you. <laughs> we'll we'll try to make it work. Yeah, that sounds. All awesome. right, let's get started. Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. Welcome to episode 255. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today is the ad doctor, Andrew Peak and Bryce Baker. Happy hey. to be here. This is exciting. This We're like a few days away from Christmas. Yeah. Record, recording. Well, yeah, because so New Year's, will, this will be coming out next week after Christmas holidays, yes. so it's a new year. And part of me wonders if this is all a waste of time. You know, the Mike Lyon efficiency-minded person that he is, I'm always like, is this a good use of our time? Because we're going to record an episode that no one's going to listen to because they're all checked out and in food comatose That's true. Or they might be driving. Or not. They'll need to like, you know, I got three kids, so they'll be talking about who knows what. I'm like, I need to listen to this thing. It's yep. it's important. I just need 45 minutes, well, an hour. My, I use that podcasts was... to get away from my family sometimes. Yeah. I When I <laughs> we used to live in Pittsburgh and we take road trips back to Columbus for holidays, it was a short, short drive, three hours, but putting in headphones and listening to my podcast yeah. was one of my favorite things to do. So that plus the fact that I don't care, we we're going to have the conversation anyway. So might as well hit record. That is, that's right. true. I burn time mentally, like saying like, I just need to get through three podcasts, three hours each and I'm there. Like that's how I mentally coax mm. myself through the drive. Yeah, that's exactly. That's true. You know what they need? This is totally random. Actually, I'll save this for one of the articles. Remind me, I might forget <laughs> it. It's for an article. It's a prediction, podcast prediction. There we go. Saving it for oh. a few minutes from now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear it. Let's, uh, yeah. let's dive into story time though. And if you're watching on video, everyone does this interesting head nod whenever that, that yeah. music comes on. Well, yeah. the office turns on. I've <laughs> seen it like full dance. 400, 400 times. <laughs> I don't know if we watch it or if it just is on and we're asleep because we fall asleep to it. That's our version of your podcast to fall asleep to. We put on there the office go. or Seinfeld. Uh, Bryce, you want to go first? Sure. So, okay. I'm the type of person, call me crazy, but like right after Christmas, like all my stuff gets packed up. Like it goes right back into the boxes and I clean up for the new year. Like. I like a fresh start. Like I want to start. Yeah. I'm yeah. Let's roll. Well, especially because like all the stuff you get from Christmas and needs to find new homes. And so I'm neurotic about like everything needs to have its own space. And so with the Christmas decorations out and the holiday decorations out and all the new stuff, I just go crazy. But anyway, so like I'm the type of person where I need to clean up everything personally. And then I was just thinking like how we need to clean up everything for professionally. So like making sure all of our accounts are cleaned up, making sure all of our analytics looks good. So just kind of like remembering and remembering and refreshing you guys on that. And then setting your like new year's resolution goals. I know that sounds crazy. I hate. I love that. I like set those goals, man. Let's get on going. This make me nervous. You're committing this. Yeah. 
the uh, the 15 second summary Mm -hmm. of all of the name it and claim it books out there, the secret, whatever is there is something that if you put it in writing, it is infinitely more likely to happen. Manifesting. 15 second version. Very very (laughs) summary. That is true. Yes. Make those, make those goals uh, for, for the new year. And I think it, what you just said is perfect in that spring cleaning when it comes to home builder marketing too late, <laughs> like we, we have to be, <laughs> be cleaned up and organized and ready mm-hmm. for January one. If we're going to really have an outsized impact for sure. Yeah. Andrew. I agree. This is a, I don't know if it's a story or just like a, it's a public service announcement as you're doing your winter, spring, whatever season it is cleaning. This is like back to the question you had, how do we help people help themselves? I think as far as like thinking about Google ads, because I just wrote a blog post on that. If your cost per click for Google search is, let's say, on average over a dollar seventy-five or over over two dollars, I'll do two dollars because there's something something term, crazy. Some like that. Cer- yeah, <laughs> something's that something's broken. Uh-huh. Like you, that should be, in my opinion, a very strong focus. Like you need to solve that. Like I don't know if there's anything more important you could do other than what your, your supervisor boss is telling you to do, but then they need to understand like you're in this period of like extreme inefficiency. We talked about like going to the grocery stores on the last episode, as far as like, okay, how do we actually gauge what cost per click feels like? This is almost like going to the grocery store and like marking everything up as they're checking it up. Beep. They scan it and they're like, I'm gonna add 50 cents to that. Is that okay? And you're just like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do it. 50 cents all the long. <laughs> the next one, 50 more cents. You're almost doing that, which seems yeah. ridiculous out loud. Like, why would you do that? So if it's over $2, something's broken, something needs to change. It could be your bidding strategy. You could just Mm -hmm. be paying too much. Um, You're pushing the budget too hard because you want to spend all the money. There could be a bunch of of little things in there. I wish I could come up with a way to unload my brain onto like what it is. Because if I go into account just because I've been doing it for so long and it's it's my main focus. So I'm very Mm -hmm. dumb in other things that everyone listening is probably amazing at. And I'm like a zero out of 10. I'm just... I'm falling on the ground, baby steps with it. But with Google Ads, it's what we do all the time. So of course we should be, you know, pretty competent at it. Mm-hmm. So I could just look at it and be like, all right, that's that's probably the issue pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I wish there's a way to help people help themselves with that. But over two dollars, something's broken, fix it. Tag me on Instagram. That's that's part of the cheat code is to message me there, <laughs> or <laughs> or in DYC all access. Yeah. And yeah, try to help. Yeah, for sure. Asking there, I I kind of jokingly tell people, but yeah. it's a joke because there's truth to it. Like if you ask a question in all access, we're more likely to answer it quickly. If we don't work with you regularly, than if you send us an email. Yep. yep. I mean, you can still send us an email, but we might just reply back and say, can you ask that question in all access, please? Because yeah, if, if you're answering yeah. it for you, it might help somebody else as well. I think that's right on the money. We were having a conversation with someone yesterday, I think, Andrew. We are like, hey, so. we were talking about the data around a particular inventory home and mm, yes. did we have enough yep. attention? Mm-hmm. What about the sources? What about the quality? And we're just kind of talking about on the one hand, because the feedback came, well, we just had this big marketing summit or meeting the other day and none of this was brought up to the executive team from the marketing leadership at kind of the division regional level. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? And lots of, lots of potential reasons, but the one that comes back to is that there's probably a lot of other things on that person's plate. What I want to, kind of get to the audience is this thing that hit me, which is on the one hand, you could say, and diving in on the, on the 
data around a particular inventory home when you've got dozens or more in a in a division. The question came, well, is that a good use of their time? Should they be doing that? How can we? And it's like, actually, for the amount of time put into that, like five, six, seven minutes, the amount of outcome and information that could be passed on to those executive team members about what is actually happening in the marketplace. And so for for context here, if if I told you that a particular home had not sold yet and it had been around for 90 days, you might have lots of thoughts about why it's not selling. But now if we say that that home is completely finished, has been completely finished for 90 days, the sales team has yeah. walked it and said, yes, it looks good, smells good, feels good. And yes. then we look at analytics and 3,000 people have viewed that home in the last 30 days okay. for an average time it's of a decent two and a half amount of people or longer. Yeah. And yet we have not enough leads or not enough appointments and not even the inkling of a sale to come. On, on the one hand, like the marketer's job is done in most cases where, where people don't have the ability to be involved in other discussions. It's like you just run the ads, you get the attention. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, it's not done unless you bundle it up, report it to those around you and above you so right. that like, hey, there's, there's no attention issue with this home. If you want it to be gone soon, something else needs to happen. Yeah. Um, and so when you when you kind of come back to the story I was telling about this particular organization, doing that analysis for five to six minutes, the benefits and the learning that that would come from that five to six minutes, I actually don't know that there's a better use of that individual's time. And so there's other things that are certainly competing for that time. And I, I never default to someone just being lazy or not doing what they need to do. There's probably a whole bunch of other things on that person's plate, but someone's got to clear it out and say, no, our problem is selling inventory. <laughs> we want to mm-hmm. get rid of it. This is priority one. Either fix it or tell me a good story with data about what's wrong and let me make decisions about how to fix it. So Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's almost like the, I, I could see some thinking about marketers I know what percent of their time is in. And I was just, while you're talking, I was like, what's, a, what's like a something people might be able to remember? So maybe we, us on marketing side, we don't do revenue generating activities, but maybe we are more revenue supporting activities. So what percent of your day, the marketer or the people that are working for you, are they truly doing things that is revenue supportive Mm -hmm. versus just like doing things and staying busy to keep like things looking like they've been marketed, if that makes sense, which might be like, oh, they're kind of the same thing, but not really that five to 10 minutes that is revenue supporting truly. The executive yeah. top can then, you know, within a mm-hmm. finger snap, be like, cool, drop the price 30000 or whatever it may be, whatever the actual issue is. I'm sure they have some idea, but they're just like, I need more data, I need more data. And not data as in like all the big charts and like all this crazy analysis, but like 3,000 page views the past 30 days and here's been, here's the situation. The decision I'm sure is pretty quick, pretty quick to be made as far as and making the adjustment. Five to, to 10 time. minutes. You can make super quick as well. If you create oh, yeah. any type of simple report, you can just copy and paste everything back into it. So yeah. make it easy on yourself as well. Yep. And, and it, there is a parallel in the online sales sales world um, as well. I'm not going to go into the full story, but um, essentially outbound communication, outbound phone calls, mm-hmm. uh, nurturing existing leads. When you break down the effort and time per revenue potential creation from that activity, it's the single most like best return on your time and energy 
of anything you do because you make one phone call that might last five minutes, which results in an appointment, which then gets you a commission check of X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's actually nothing like, so even when you look at it, you're like, I don't want to make 15 calls or I don't want, you know, so I think there is parallel there in terms of how marketers yeah. need to spend their time analyzing data and reporting data and, uh, and that too. Awesome. Uh, I, like it. I, like I feel it. like, I feel like I hijacked your story time, Andrew, or just um, added an extra no, one. No, that was, but I also just have to rail <laughs> yeah. on Google display ads as lead creation um, channels yeah. or yeah. tools. The number of accounts we've recently been given access to to perform quick reviews or people that, that we just started working with for the last couple of months or just screenshots, honestly, that some people have sent me. If Google display ads have a higher traffic to lead ratio than any other source of traffic to your website, that is wrong. That is bad. Those are, are bots. They are fake people. They are extremely low quality leads. End of story, take it to End the bank. I, I couldn't. And, and here's the thing. Coming down from any high is painful. Okay, so a high of everyone wanting to buy houses and then not everyone wanting to buy houses is painful. Yeah. A high yeah. of too many leads to not enough leads is painful. But you know what's the worst kind of pain is when you've intentionally kept lead counts high using a lead source. And this is why I'm saying I'm going off is if that behavior is happening for longer than 30, 60 days, the marketer knows what's up. Like yeah. Someone in the organization is not just thinking to themselves, oh, that's weird. All of a sudden, our online salespeople got tremendously less efficient. Or that's weird. Our salespeople don't know how to handle all these leads we're sending to them whose name I can't pronounce and whose question is got milk, you know, in the comments. It's... <laughs> It's so it's so infuriating because the worst thing that's going to happen when you come down from a high is a high that you either kept high or pushed higher knowing that it was poor mm-hmm. quality. And that's yep. where like, because when you make that change or when you finally admit as a marketer, whoop, I was just doing that to make leads look good. Then your street yep. cred that you've worked so hard to get, like I wouldn't, I would have a hard time it. trusting that. Now, like anything, like there's a plea deal opportunity here. And I think your time and window is closing shortly if this is a method you're using. But you need to cop a plea and and be like, hey, everyone, I did an analysis and I was thinking that these were good. Like narrative and story is important here, but come clean clean. and just say we're going to have to change our approach here. And here's why. Just like anything else, if if you find new data, even data for yourself, then you can say, hey, I was presented with this new data and based upon this data and what I'm seeing now, I'm recommending we change direction here and focus. But holy smokes, does that tick me off? Yeah. And there's no replacement. That's the hard, that, that is the challenge. There's no well, like, that's what okay, I mean. I'm, yes. Yeah. I'm replacing the this is with this fewer new leads. Yeah. It's fewer leads. You have to go, you have to have your intervention with yourself, hopefully yourself, before you have a team of people looking at you for your intervention. You said right. hi, so I'm going with this this addiction thing, <laughs> which is probably not appropriate to tell everybody. There's no there's no replacement. There's no yeah. alternative. Yeah, but I think the the beginning of that story is they maxed out search. As far as I say, maxed out search. That means you got all the volume you can get, the, all the clicks you can get from search. At least with our methods, that's yeah. all. Well, that's e- all you're going to get. And the added even the methods we wouldn't more. recommend, like sending all search traffic to a landing page. Oh, Gee, yeah. goodness. Do like that. if that's, Turn that off. if you're already yeah. there and then you're to, I'm going to use display or Pmax campaigns or whatever oh. garbage out there is like, I will pay whatever amount when a conversion happens. 
go ahead, Google, Meta, do what, do what you want to do. <sighs> so yeah, for, frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah, get rid of those. Yes, January 1st. There you go. Yeah. Restart. Right, Restart. <laughs> new year, new exactly. you. All these stories go together. <laughs> Clean it up. Clean it up. Clean Declare bankruptcy, up. whatever you need to do. Yeah, I declare. All right. <laughs> on to the news from duyouconvert.com. A oh, wonderful cool. little article by, uh, it's not little. Sometimes it's a really good. It's medium. Just, well, well, I just, really sometimes I do view as like a, a little brother, which is strange. Like you're not actually little. And like you bench press <laughs> 500 pounds. I, I, I still feel little. Uh, but no, I thought, I thought this is great. The other thing, I just want to give you props and then I'll let you talk about your own article. Oh, shoot. Is it takes guts to make predictions of any kind. Even when yeah. you give qualifications, because immediately whatever happens, whenever I say something, anything these days, it seems like someone somewhere is like, I can't believe he said that. Let alone yeah. if you end up being it's kind of wrong. Like, right? yeah. I'm like, if like that, we'll talk the next article I felt is very safe and it, it's dumb predictions. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, be, be bold. T- title, of, title of the article is budgeting Google ads in 2023 will cost rise, decrease or stay the same. This yeah, article is like really great for beginners all the way to CMOs to read. Like. It's a well-written article mm, and thanks. it breaks it down to everything very simplified. And I think like definitely go and read it. Yeah. Yep. I try to try to make it honest. You know, we're, we're definitely into educating everybody. Obviously, if you're listening, you, you know that, mm-hmm. but instead of just saying, this is the way it is. Like if I'm talking to my kids and they're like, mm-hmm. well, why do we have to do that? I'm like, be, just because, and that's more just as a parent, mm-hmm. you don't have the conversation, but this is like, okay, everyone needs to understand the supply and demand process yeah. of Google. So if there's more supply then there is demand, then here's what will happen. If there's less supply than demand, here's what will happen. And just getting those concepts, I think people can more confidently, marketers can more confidently talk to leadership if they have a deeper understanding versus just reading the numbers. Well, we went up this much because once it goes a little step further in the conversation, their confidence could go down. And now whatever you say is not actually going to be trusted or something. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure if Andrew, I don't know, just something's off about what Andrew said. And that's, that would kind of suck because there goes your trust. But essentially, yeah, last year, this year, it went up, it went down, it went sideways, depends on the market. And that's also in there too. If you're in a big a market, say Charlotte, Raleigh compared to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, bigger budgets can move move the cost per click quite a bit, um, yeah. which not my comment earlier about if it's over $2, fix it. That's an issue. I'm not trying to uh, fix the prices in the market. And, and that sounds like illegal things to do. I have no idea. What's that? What's that called? colluding price something i don't know <laughs> can't remember but yeah there's no reason to if, if everyone pushes up the price and everyone kind of suffers with needing bigger budgets because mm-hmm. it is an auction format so that can that can happen um there's definitely culture and it makes sense that if you didn't spend all your budget and we're behind sales goals then what are you doing like you the marketer you failed essentially because you had this budget spent to sell the homes and you didn't spend the budget so it's what's happening there and then i at the end i did want to have some to me, it's the word integrity. Like, here's the data set I used, and here's the potential pitfalls with the data. It's all our data, which is, you know, has our bias of our performance, right. yeah. our click-through rates, our cost per click. So hopefully that helps give give context. Yeah, our average cost per click for this year was $1.07 from Google search. So, but I mean, there's builders closer to $1.50, and there's some that are beneath the dollar, but that's just the average. One more thing, and then, because the article's here, you can read it, but I, I want you to... To defend yourself on the one thing that I think is the easiest thing to be skeptical about. Mm-hmm. Not if you, I would say, no, like if you're comfortable with Google Ads, which is one of your 
points as well, but 100% mm -hmm. ignore Google recommendations. That just, yes. I mean, I think there's, for, for non-digital marketers, that is something like, what are you talking about? Like, it, it was hard enough when my Google rep wanted to give me free advice over the phone, but now you're just mm -hmm. saying, ignore everything. Ignore Not it all. It. Ignore <laughs> it all. Well, there's, yeah, if we start as, as far as like your campaign's limited by budget, that's a Google rep recommendation. Uh -huh. And that one is true because it's, okay, your budget is $20 per day. At yeah. some point, and this is where I've never been able to find it, what is the perimeters on that flag happening to, to it? So even something as simple as like, you're, you have more opportunity to spend, you're limited by budget. Google mm -hmm. doesn't tell us when that flag will pop up and when it will go away. So it's like, like how, mm, that feels a little shaky. Yeah, yeah, like what, what percent? The monetary value, yeah. Is it a week before? Is it two weeks before? Is it three weeks before? Is it just one time? And then it says that. And you mm -hmm. go down from there. Because we've had, um, when, and it makes sense. You're a marketer at a company. And you're like, hey, guys. Like, hey, Andrew. It says that our first we're below the first page bid. And I'm like, oh, that's really weird. Okay, let's look at that. But we're getting 200 clicks per day. And yeah. we're beneath the first page bid. And we're reaching budget. Like, we're spending the budget for the month. If I listen to Google, then clicks will go down. Because we're already spending, let's say, five grand per month, so we just have to ignore Google. And so then you more. go, like, yeah, exactly, Bryce, you're right. Yeah, you I, pay I guess more. with that, uh, that wasn't my, I wasn't trying to make you go all the way in through all the details, but just like it's not just a flippant thing that we're saying. There, there are reasons behind it. You'll see more of it in the article or or any of the articles that that Andrew's ever written. Yep. Yeah. It's not just because we don't trust them, which. We kind of don't. I think it's, but to me, it's more like a, it, yeah, we, we don't trust them, but I think they're, they're misaligned on, they don't know how our business works, home building compared to, they put everyone mm -hmm. in the same yeah. bucket. E-commerce yeah. gets the same I, recommendations. I'm just going to go back to what work. I was saying before, Andrew. This is the same platform. <laughs> this is the same platform where you can say, I would like Google display ads to get me leads, please. And they will get you garbage leads. leads. It's the same platform. Where do they find so, them from? Yeah. I, like, yes, Simple they are here. consumer focused first, but somewhere like 1.5, they are maximized revenue second. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so this is the same company who, when you say I want leads, gives you garbage leads and yet you want to believe all their recommendations. So it's like, there's maybe, maybe that's helpful for people is to have that talking point of there are recommendations that maybe, you know, because you've done this before or tried it before. Mm -hmm. We did this and said we wanted leads. It gave us 150 at $9 a piece and none of them ever responded to our OSCs ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might have to, I do understand, I can have empathy for someone if they're say newer to the, the company, even if they've been marketing for 10 years, 15 years and they're new to the company and their boss, director, VP is like, hey, I, I was in the Google account. Here's all of these recommendations. And they're like, no, exactly. we don't do those. Yes, that's, that's the yeah. And then it's like, you're going, you're going against two people now, Google and the person who has an influence on your career and paycheck. Well, and your boss probably yeah. isn't logging in because they think everything's perfect. Correct. So then so there's, there's like another bias. bias. Mm -hmm. So you're in a tough position. So you might have to just like, okay, cool. Let's, let's try it out. And I think your attitude with this is important in the way you phrase it. This is mm -hmm. like coaching. Like yep. if you're negative, then like you're still, you still said no, even if you said yes. If you're like kind mm -hmm. of resistant and too quote defiant. Yeah, this is, I feel like I'm going all in Dr. Yeah. Phil right now. But then if you prove like, oh, that didn't work, that didn't work, that didn't work, then eventually, yeah. okay, forget Google. Eventually. Yes, eventually. So I might lose a few thousand dollars, but. Yep.
I when some feel like it them. kind of also applies to, I've gotten a lot of phone calls about social recommendations as well. We all know those never oh, yeah. end, but from the, I feel like from the matter of, reps. Yeah. Yeah. It can apply there as well for the most part. Yeah, Cause they're doing, yeah, just earlier I'm like revenue supported activities. That's mm-hmm. what their reps are doing as well. Yeah. They need to make revenue. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next up from make use of.com six social media predictions for 2023. Theirs, not ours, but these will be interesting to talk through. <laughs> there will be a continued push for the metaverse. Cute. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah. Because people like to sell <laughs> things. They like to get investors excited. They like to make companies feel fear, uncertainty, and doubt about not participating. So yeah. Just generally, it seems like whatever has the most hype also has the opportunity to make a lot of people money. My short take is the metaverse is already here and it's called Fortnite. I mean, that and uh, Fortnite yeah, and Roblox are the two Fortnite. most successful metaverse platforms that are currently in existence. But if yeah. you, I forget what episode it was, but if you, if you missed my uh, metaverse Cheetos experience, was go back and find that in one of the, one of the episodes. <laughs> and, and move I just on. feel like there's a, there's a lot of people with a lot of money having a lot of pool with the metaverse. And that's where it's going to yeah. stay around for a little, in my opinion. But uh, Number two, emphasizing e-commerce over the social aspect of social media. I think that mean like the changes to the, the main platforms will be e-commerce driven, I assume. The way people yeah. buy online. I, I take it as um, instead of making it seem like you're interacting with the creator or the influencer, we're just going to full on shop this thing. Like it's a shop, mm-hmm. it's a store. Right. You're browsing digitally. Make um, it easier to buy. I, I think that's a mistake, honestly. I, I think like you're killing the goose that lays the golden egg if you remove the focus on the social part of social media because. If I want to shop for most things, there's already a place I do that, and it's called Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yes, but uh, so I, I don't know how I feel that. Like you're, I, good. You're removing the the emotional connection yeah. of it. I feel like yeah, which is the story. The buying. Yeah. Now, if they do it right and and deeply integrate it, like we talked about before, then you know, maybe. And it kind of conflicts with their number three prediction: user generated content and influencer marketing will grow. This is what I was like. They're like, duh. <laughs> It's like being a smart ass over here. Um, of course it will. Of course. Like that's, that is social media or is it AI generated? Like yeah. possible. What's interesting is seeing there's a few brands on TikTok, which it's, I have to use it now if it's going to get banned that like they're getting like influencers from like a wide variety of, yeah. of industries for the same brand, which I've never seen. It's for, it's for gold chains why am I the market for gold chains? I would never wear like, that's not me. Yeah. No idea. It's super bizarre, but like, it's probably like, your wife. Bizarre. It's, you know, what it might be. <laughs> that's what she wants for Christmas is that it's a necklace, which is weird because she doesn't uh, really, she's not a jewelry person whatsoever. Yeah. But so that, that's interesting, but they're all generated by the influencer, which is a content. So I'm saying that to say like the influencer or content creators content is still the driving force, even with this, the mm-hmm. ads at this company that it's, it's a cool strategy that they had because it's mm-hmm. none of the ads look like ads other than it says hashtag ad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have spicy takes there, but I don't have the energy. I, I, I used all my energy on the first part <laughs> with story time. Number four, more video content for all. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. We've been but, pushing that. 
I think, again, you can't underestimate, though, how hard it is to consume in mass with, with high attention quality video. And I do think there's this kind of disconnect forming over the amount of time, energy, and attention given to video creation by some brands and by some companies and by some industries in relation like you cannot consume all that well. Now, if it, if you have it as I'm going to create bingeable content as a strategy and so that whenever someone enters my ecosystem, they have a huge library that's easily searchable and discoverable. That's all great. But Mm -hmm. just because you make two hours of video content, even if I love you as a content creator, I mean, a lot of the people I follow on YouTube, I, I love their stuff. I can't, I, and I'm actually kind of happy for some of them. They've started posting less frequently. It's like, holy smokes, if I have a hard time consuming all of your content, I don't want you to get burnt out and stop making content because you're trying to make, you know, one to three videos a day sometimes. Like, yeah. yeah, that's, I was just out. talking, I was just talking to my influencer quality friend before this quantity. and he's dropping his um, quantity. He was pushing out a video every day, the mm-hmm. uh, travel influencer guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's, he's kind of doing a reset. They're having a baby, so they're having to reset their whole whole strategy. Yeah, that'll do it. I'm like, yeah, that that will do it. Baby time. Um, but yeah, that is interesting. I feel like it was 2020 when they pushed like you need to post every day, you need a video every day. Like it was back then they post like they pushed that narrative. I feel like just to get social media yeah. to where it's at now. But I think quality over quantity is definitely where we need to go. Yeah. Agreed. Uh number 100%. five, users will want more authentic content. I can't tell you how strongly I actually disagree with that one. I I will I would make one word change to make me agree with it, which is that users want more authentic feeling content. Mm-hmm. But highly authentic feeling content is incredibly difficult to have right. go viral. Which is I'm and again I'm not talking about our industry. Or I'm just mm-hmm. talking about you watch an amazing video on TikTok. You have no idea the amount of time that has gone into uh-huh. the production scripting. Mm-hmm editing mm-hmm. multiple apps and services to, to put the fin- finishing polishes on that, finding the perfect music piece, the testing, the trial. It's probably been posted five other times before. Like, I remember there was some blog mm-hmm. post about yeah. Mr. Beast changing a video's thumbnail on YouTube five or six times in the course of two days. And then when he found wow. the right one, like the exponential off. growth uh, of that particular video. That's crazy. So That's interesting. I don't think people roll out of bed, hit record. Like this is what I'm talking about. Casey Neistat is another example in the YouTube world. His videos yeah. appear incredibly authentic and they, and I'm not saying they aren't, but they're not authentically shot. Like the guy is had to place the camera, then leave, go back on his bike, film himself yeah. rolling around mm-hmm. the corner. Then sh- cause he does all of and his one shot as one guy, right? That's one shot. Yeah. And then he's, he has like three shots three. in, four seconds just of him going around the corner I mean, the that, entire day. That is authentically yeah. Casey, but mm-hmm. that's not real life. Or even I, um, there's an account I enjoy chef reactions and it looks like he just, so he had someone cooking and it's him. It's like, a, it's a duet. Yeah. And so it's him like, and he, he talks really monotone and he just, he has these little jokes that he says a joke and you're like, did he just say that? But he didn't, <laughs> he doesn't say it as a joke. And so you, you miss it, but you're like, this is really funny. At least I enjoy his humor. Yeah. And you think he would, yeah, he's just watching the video and she's talking. No, you know, he has a script or like, here's this joke I could do. He's just able to talk that it sounds like it's authentic or it feels, mm-hmm. it feels authentic yeah. to your point, Kevin. People want that, yeah. but it's still, he probably spends an hour 
to do a 60 second TikTok video or it's Instagram, TikTok. He's on all of them easily. Um, but it's still, he had to find, okay, here's a good video. People like, yep. here's my whole, here's my last 10 videos that I did. I don't want to do the same one. That's similar to this one. So it's, it, everything is completely planned. Now let's break the fourth wall for a second and just talk on, honestly and authentically about this podcast. So, I mean, we're oh, not, yeah. we're not we highly produced. We have show notes. We share articles throughout the week that we want to consider. We usually mm-hmm. don't know what each other's story time is until we're hopping on here. Yeah. Like today, um, mm-hmm. no one put anything on. Yeah. There's no, book. there's, I mean, just like come <laughs> as you are. So I, I yeah. again, I'm not, and yet by at least the measure, the measures that I care about, I think that the podcast has been successful, but I'm not trying mm-hmm. to go viral. I'm not trying to please the CEO who is telling me that there must be X number of widgets sold tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, when we look at our listener count and we're like, okay, 500, 600 downloads of that episode after a couple of weeks have gone by or a week has gone by, like, yeah, cool. So you just have to pick and choose. I just, whenever I see lists like this, I just think of someone maybe naively thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to hit record, walk down the street and I'll have this giant following. And that's all I have to do. I have 20 <laughs> minutes a day. That's all I need. Like, it's like. <laughs> Uh, number six twitter will keep changing yeah i mean that it's got you at this point i've really enjoyed i've enjoyed twitter since the pandemic but i don't i don't care about it that much i mean i i just am fascinated why people care so much about a network that a whole lot of people don't use it's i think the same people i'm not getting political this is not political i'm leaving twitter in florida I do live in Florida. So I, I'd like, I'm leaving Twitter now because of X, Y, Z. And it's like, first get over yourself. No, no one cares. Um, two similar, like I'm leaving the United States. If this happens, it's like, come on, like you're going to stay just, here again. You're going to stay in all these places. Like Twitter's Twitter. That's people want Twitter. For have what it have is. people who say that ever been on TikTok for longer than five minutes? I <laughs> just, again, I, I, I don't, I don't spend hardly much time at all there personally. But if my wife or whatever, like, I'm just like, either you are a psychopath or it keeps recommending or showing you things that are alarming or shocking simply to try to test your human defense mechanism of, will you just fall into this depraved pit of humanity? Like I, it's everywhere. It's not, no, no platform has this figured out yeah. well, but I don't. And they're almost just, all the same. Like what goes viral on TikTok is going to be on Facebook, something on Instagram, something on Twitter. And yeah. then it might I go the topic like certainly because of the format are different. Like you can't. That's what I was about to say. The form yeah. behind yeah. Twitter is more similar to like a Reddit, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah. which yeah. I'm also scared to like, go there because I feel like I would fall in love with it as much as Jackie Lipinski does, and that would be a problem. Don't, it's it's so good. I love it so much. <laughs> but I would say that um, I feel like Twitter is one of the most used forms, not the most used social media platforms, but one yeah, of the most used true. forms in the world. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, let's do, we want to do, I do one more and then we'll move to favorites. Yeah. Um, oh, what my, to expect I want my from prediction. The, what? Oh, this, oh, my prediction. Oh, this is uh, what do you think will happen in 2023? My prediction for social. Is oh yeah. Let's do, what's, your, what's your prediction? Or oh, what yeah. I want, I want to have happen is yeah. a, it, I don't know what, whatever app this would be called, but let's say it just clips from podcast or YouTube yeah. audio only for when you're driving because my brain. Like I want it to be like, here's the, here's a great 60 second snippet from this random podcast. I had no idea about, and mm-hmm. this one, and this one, and this one, and this one, and somehow have it just be like a feed 
but you can just have it on when you're driving. You, you want okay. your own radio station of, of content it, the AI believes you would like to consume, looking at the most listened to or most reacted to or most impactful segments, kind of restitched together and either uh, like a, mm-hmm. an AI DJ going between them or just reading them all in their own tone of voice um, as if it was a single thing or... Like I want it to be like, say, say a TikTok feed, okay, like 30 to two, three minutes, whatever long Mm -hmm. from podcasts or just audio, like doesn't have to be from a podcast. It could be anything, but audio only. So I could just have it and it just keeps going. So, and then maybe some, some has to learn, somehow it has to learn what I like, but maybe it's like, oh, I never knew that person. Great. Now I could, then I could have like my own audio curated feed of people I like to listen to. So nothing with the video. So this is almost the opposite of what we just talked about was all video, video, video. And somehow this is only audio only. So not Clubhouse where it's like you're on there for 30 minutes or 45 minutes yeah. or even a podcast. It's like it goes from 30 seconds of the Mark Ruth Marketing Podcast and then it goes 30 seconds to whatever, some clip from, I don't know, a comedian Theo Vaughn. If someone listening, you know, Theo Vaughn, crazy dude, he's way out there. Hilarious. Kind of like- and it just bounces around. Kind of like Spotify awesome. recommended for you, but based off of audio listening, not songs. Yeah. Correct. I have seen yep. it do that a couple of times for podcasts, but it, it recommends the whole episode. You're talking about kind of yeah. series yeah. or highlights. I just want like the best, like somehow it it would have yeah. to figure out like the, the most popular section of the podcast, mm-hmm. yeah. which is tough, but that would be that's interesting. I think it'd be fun. And then you yeah, could that, like, it's like almost cool. like it is discovering new podcasts or new, new things to mm-hmm. listen to, except yep. yeah, not music. Yep. Okay, uh, we got so much to do and and a little bit amount of time. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna go through yeah. a couple things here real quick. Really First of all, going yeah, back, I told you we'd do this. Um, back in April of this year, we asked in the question of the week, where do you think the average 30 year mortgage rate will be by the end of the year? Ooh. Here's interesting how how um, groupthink can kind of work sometimes. 71 percent of you said between five and six percent. Three yeah. percent said four to five. One percent said under three. Who was that? I don't want to waste time, but I want. I do want to know. Who that was. <laughs> uh, and twenty-five percent of you, including uh, I'm in that group, said over six percent. There um, we go. So that you know, there is a big difference between five and and over six. But five to six. I mean, mm-hmm. closer than. Uh, anyway, good job overall, everyone. In that prediction. Yeah. Uh, then I want to go through people's answers to. Uh, last week's question of the week, which was, what predictions do you have for 2023? Primarily housing, industry-related, but anything is fair game. So just read through a couple of them. Our own uh, Julie Jarnigan said, with affordability being an issue, my prediction is that we'll start hearing about builders adding more multi-generational floor plans to their lineup, multiple families mm-hmm. living in the same same home. Ashley uh, Music said, I anticipate more rental home communities to pop up where builders sell their land off to some of these investors. I'm hopeful that smaller builders will be able to take some of these communities the big builders give up on, but I think investor cash will steal some of that this time around. Also, West Virginia Mountaineer basketball to delete eight in March Madness. Boom. <laughs> uh, Janice uh, Glessner says, I think we will start to see more emphasis on the ability to customize builders who are able to do that. That's definitely, when everything's get really tough, uh, the customization level uh, that, that builders offer tends to go up exponentially more entry-level price leader products being introduced and continued financing incentives as long as interest rates remain high. Um, and then okay. also from Sally Slocum, 
She's got a couple. As new communities come on board, home prices start to get a market correction lower and sales go back to pre-pandemic normal levels. Wrexham FC gets promoted, Twitter implodes, and I can start to almost taste retirement. <laughs> retirement? <laughs> and no, then uh, working forever. Final one we'll do is from a nonth row, AI finally goes mainstream. It has, at least on social media, of look what I did with this. It's like it's like your yeah. uh, kids coming with, to you with crayons and be like, look, daddy, what I what I drew. It's so awesome. Uh, but it is fun to play with and you should be playing with it. Marketers yeah. start using chat GPT-3 and stable diffusion for listings and ads. I, th I think that one's pretty solid prediction as well. Facebook is still around. I agree. Interest mm -hmm. rates hovering at 7%, but people are still buying homes. Love it. And uh, live on the podcast, no Palo Alto, California. I'm not taking your phone call. Meta. That's uh, <laughs> Meta. That's Facebook, right? How many yeah. calls do you get a day? No, I just tell him to call Mike Lyon. It, it stopped. It's really helped me a lot. <laughs> I need to start doing that. Can you actually text him? He, he really prefers text. Yeah. He might kill yeah, me. If you can text him, <laughs> that would be great. All right. Uh, favorites. Ugh. Quickly, and then we'll, we'll Ooh, be done. I have a favorite that everyone should watch to appreciate life and their family on the holidays, even if you don't want to be with them. Watch the volcano on Oh, my gosh. Netflix. You had me watch that. Oh, yeah. I was to watch it. She was bawling. But now you really appreciate your life. And and where you're at in the cold. So is, are, does that mean you guys are ready to go to hike a couple of volcanoes with me in Guatemala? Not, not, not going near a volcano. Are they actually? I hiked volcanoes? one in Puerto Rico, or I'm sorry, not Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, and that one was really cool. But it was an so. Yeah, this this one it, they did it well. I mean, it, it's I don't mm -hmm. like torture myself with it. I don't watch like sad movies because that's like or whatever. This is a documentary. Even my wife watched it, which she's not a documentary person. Like mm -hmm. it has you hooked, but then you're also like, this it is does. a terrible situation. Um, mm -hmm. But the New Zealand uh, volcano eruption, the people that were on the island at the time. But it was good. Yeah. I mean, I it was it was a favorite, even though it's depressing and really. So maybe tragic. maybe watch that right before Christmas Day when the chaos of your family yeah. around you is you like, go. like you'll appreciate everyone more. <laughs> you will. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're all here. They could be that. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awful. It is really good. Sorry. It's really good. <laughs> it good. Uh, um, I just got a, a new trackpad. Call me crazy, but like I'm left-handed. And so for me, I can't use my right hand at all, even on a mouse to function. New trackpad's awesome. Love it. It's just, yeah, it's great. And then the other thing would be silly, but I have a one black dog. He's a hundred pounds, but he's massive and like really, really, really dark black. I can't see him when we go on night walks, especially because like we, he goes <laughs> like, it's no, it's so crazy. Um, but like, I, I mean, I can kind of, but like, if we, like, if we let him off to go to the park or whatever to yeah. play or anything, like you can't see him because it's getting mm -hmm. dark at like five forty. Yeah. So did you get one of those like glow collar things? I did. I did. Yeah. I got one of those glow in the dark collar things. It's amazing. Love it. Highly recommend if you have one. If you have I always see those off, at the it. checkout line at Home Depot. I know. I, like, why are they, why are they there? I don't know. I guess they assume if you're in construction, you have yeah. a dog. But, I don't know, I knew that. but it was, it was, really, it's I an awesome, I, it's a cool gadget. Love it. Highly recommend. Are you going to get some of those for your kids, uh, Kevin? I need one for our middle, <laughs> middle child. He's always lizard hunting down here and he'll just be, he'll be like, dad, can I go outside and get some lizards? I'm like, sure. Good. I don't care. Like we're, we're a gated community. Everyone knows each other. It's 20 houses. So yeah. it's pretty small. So I just got outside. I'm like, Micah, where are you? Micah. And I have to yell louder, louder. So yeah. if I had him like lit up, like, oh, yeah. there he is around the corner. <laughs> I just, I, that's why we had four, you know? Yeah. You lose one. Hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding, <laughs> kids. If you're if you listen to this when I'm dead and gone, it was a joke. My favorite uh -huh. is the Spin Coffee Maker. I got this as a Kickstarter. Again, a couple of the things I've gotten are like 
now way overpriced, whether due to inflation or, or I got them early before they were like a mass uh, mm-hmm. item. But the Spin Coffee Maker, I think I paid four fifty for the deluxe uh, set back in the day. It's now, well, I think it's on sale for six fifty. Like yeah, I think we pulled it up on the family call. It's like six fifty. Yeah. I convinced my client to get one. He loves it as well. It's like, it is the Tesla of coffee makers. Like it, you get over okay. the air updates where all of a sudden it'll be like, now you can do cold brew. Now you can do uh drip, whatever. Like it's, you can get a normal cup of coffee. You can get an espresso. It changes how it grinds the beans. It changes the temperature of the water. That's everything. That's so cool. all, all of the, all of the grounds when it's done, it's called a spin because it uses centrifugal force to push out all the water. So they're immediately dry to the touch. You can just toss it in your, in your trash bin, or you, a lot of people use it for recycling or to feed their vegetable garden. Or something. It's mm-hmm. just, mm, it's such good coffee. It sounds good. And Bryce, you have a, what's the brand? You're, you're also, I have Breville. Yeah, I have Breville. a Breville. So that's, I love but that you're one. over there like tamping the thing and like, I do. Right? It makes espresso, but it's therapeutic for you, I'm sure. For me, I love it. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I just, there's two things, extra bonus items about the spin. One is you can connect it to work with Alexa so you can ask it to make you That's coffee cool. whenever you want. Ooh, Just make sure there's a good. cup under the thing when you do. Smart. And then I love any um, kind of robot AI device in your house lets you give it a name. Uh, and I always try to think of something Star Wars related to name said item. And the mm-hmm. spin coffee maker in our household is called Yoda because oh, it delivers, like it. you know, liquid wisdom. Kind of right. I like it. Out of the, I like it. Out of the device. It's it's. Is it in the kitchen or is it in your office? It is in the kitchen. I was just thinking about that. Okay. Like I've, I haven't been to the new house, but like I envision, like that's if it's not like around the corner. Like you're down the stairs and over this way, then you're in the kitchen. Yeah, I mean it's I it's a it flight of stairs like like, up and down, which yeah. some members of my household think stairs are from the devil and invented to kill you, and you should go up and down them. But it, stairs aren't a problem. Do for they me. do that like <laughs> sigh uh, and they run but, up the stairs? Yeah, it is. Uh, as soon as the my door opens to my office, my boys usually already are saying, "Hey, Dad!" Like they just have sonar. For like, them. so mm-hmm. I do have to be careful okay. about. Um, Going over there. I, well, I that's that. why you have the your coffee cup that keeps it warm. Yeah, like, exactly. it all ties mm-hmm. together. Now. Like that's, yes. that's that. Why that would be a good that. pair if you already have a spin machine or you have an Ember mug. You're missing out on the other half. You need you need the full yeah. the full set. Makes sense. All right. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to become a member for free of DYC's All Access Community. I think we are approaching 300 now after the last week. People in there now, app for home builders and developers. Watch behind the scenes videos from this podcast, frequent exclusive postings and analysis from the DYC team, access to private hangouts, and more. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. See you. Happy holidays, everyone. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Market Proof Marketing. Can't wait for the next one or looking to connect with other new home marketers? Become a member of our private community, DYC All Access, which is 100% free and always will be. Get exclusive content not shared anywhere else, access to private events, and the ability to join a marketing impact group with other marketers like you around the country. Visit our link in the show notes or members.doyouconvert.com to join. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peake, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.